Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Managing Editor, FightfulMMA.com. Go over there, get all of your MMA news, your live coverage. We had Bellator 222 tonight. It is technically June 15th. But hey, if you're here on the YouTube channel, leave a thumbs up, subscribe. We post fight reviews. Like After this, I will take the main event, uh, chop up that review, post it separately. Uh, interviews, podcasts, news updates, ranking updates, uh, press conference calls. A lot of that stuff uh, gets posted here. Subscribe. Show us some love. Leave a little thumbs up. Bellator 222 tonight, live from Madison Square Garden on zone. It was a night. Uh, it was not a night I would recommend. It was, it was a mixed bag. It went on forever, man. It really did seem like it went on forever. But let's jump right into it. Uh, Adam Boris. KTFO'd Aaron Pico. It was not a good night for the Bellator projects. Uh, Aaron Pico moves to four and three. And this was not a scrub that Pico was facing. Borks is 12 and 0 as a pro, 10 and 0 as an amateur, 10 and 0 as a kickboxer, 3 and 0 in Bellator. And apparently Pico remembered that he was allowed to wrestle because that's immediately what he went to in, uh, early in the fight. <clears throat> this continued in the second round. But Boris is preventing Pico from doing really too much damage. However, Boris gets up and cracks Pico with a flying knee, and that's it. That's it. Aaron Pico's out. He's done. That's a wrap. And now he's four and three. And he had all of his wins in a cluster. He had four impressive wins. But in under two years, the guy has fought six times. That's that is very active for somebody just starting. Oh, man. And not only that, every time he's, every single fight he's had has been a finish. This was the longest any of his fights have went. And it didn't bode well for him. Now, I don't think he looked gassed. Borch just got up and drilled him. I think this says a lot more about Adam Borch than it does, uh, than it does Aaron Pico. Aaron Pico is facing the kind of guy that you want to see a guy like Dylan Danis fight. And Borix is now 4-0 in, the, in, in Bellator, so I would probably go ahead and just 
throw him in that featherweight tournament because why not? You've got that win over Porix. Let's go ahead and make something of it. He beat a guy in Silva the last time out who had like 30 fights and Nikolov had, uh, I think he was 11 and one, 11 and 0. But great win for Porix. Back to the drawing board for Pico. That ain't good. I'll tell you what also isn't good. Heather Hardy's performance. Couldn't meet a sweeter woman. A fantastic interview. Really enjoyed it. This was a bad performance. Taylor Turner, a four and five MMA fighter now. Not a great fighter. This was not a high level fight, but I need to uh, specify something. Taylor Turner's uh, career started out one and four. And she fought like Rebecca Ruth, who was uh, more experienced than her. She, everybody that she fought was like more experienced than her. I actually know one of her losses, uh, Gina Elliott, was somebody I actually trained with once. Uh, but she's won her last three fights, and they brought her in here, and I think that they thought she was just going to mop the floor with <laughs> or that Heather Hardy was going to mop the floor with her. But Heather Hardy got put on the ground and didn't know what to do, had no clue she was punching from her back. And she admitted as much to me. She said she's a baby. She doesn't know what to do in a lot of these situations. But this this just ain't it for her, man. Hey, if she wants to keep fighting and Bellator wants to keep booking her, more power to her. This was hideous. And she is a real good, fun, exciting boxer. This wasn't good, man. It wasn't good. I'll tell you what was good. I love the idea... Uh, to put, if you've got one of your legends fights and you have two title fights, throw one of the title fights on the, the first fight of the show, or the main show. That's what they did here, and I really liked it. Kyoji Horiguchi defeated Darian Caldwell to become the uh, Bell, Bellator Bantamweight champion and dominated. And when I say dominated, he did so from his back quite a bit. Caldwell, outside of the first round, didn't really do anything. He took Kyoji Horiguchi down. He landed some good ground and pound that first round. But Horiguchi was winning the fight on the feet and won the fight off his back otherwise. Like, you can't just lay there. This was sad, man. Occasionally, Caldwell's able to land some ground and pound. But the ref stood them up as he was holding on to Horiguchi's glove. But this fight was a lot like... The first fight, Caldwell didn't seem to seem prepared to go all the way. Horiguchi wins the fight when it's standing, despite a major reach disadvantage. Caldwell's able to get him down periodically, but as the fight wears on, Horiguchi gets a lot better. Joseph Boza in our live chat says, something tells me that Coker won in Kyoji and Bellator. Yeah, I would think so. I put Kyoji Horiguchi up there, man. I don't know how he'd do against Cejudo because... Cejudo is so much better than Caldwell. Cejudo has better wrestling, better ground and pound, and a better striking than Caldwell does. He's not as big as Caldwell, and he's a flyweight as well. That's a fight I would love to see. I would love to see Cejudo versus Horiguchi. I'd love to see Mighty Mouse versus Horiguchi again, but it doesn't look like we're going to see that. Horiguchi won the last round from the bottom, had some nasty, nasty downward elbows or sideways oh some nasty elbows now you've got kyoji horiguchi who was just indisputably one of the best fighters in the world i i don't know who could could say otherwise 
Just amazing what this guy's been able to do in two weight divisions. Now, he hasn't fought in flyweight since I think his his rise and debut, but the only guys that have beat him are Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson four years ago and uh, Masakatsu like seven and a half years ago. And if I'm rising, I run that one back. I try to get him. I try to get Masakatsu from uh, Pancrase. He's won like four of his last five. Just do it. Why not? Joseph, Joseph Bozo points out, won 17 of his 18 uh, last 18 fights. Just amazing. I was high on Horiguchi when he came into the UFC. I got the chance to watch him live in Cincinnati. Uh, that was a real treat, getting to see that fight. But I was shocked that the UFC let him go. And that's when the UFC was letting a lot of people go. Like they let Ben Henderson walk out the door. They let him walk out the door. Lorenz Larkin, they, they wouldn't bid up on anybody. Like they didn't want to bid for anybody. Boy, was that a mistake. Because Kyoji Horiguchi is 28 years old and among the best fighters in the world. And he can fight at flyweight or bantamweight. Man, just really good stuff. Not only that. He's fought five times over the last 11 months, including one exhibition fight, which was, or a kickboxing fight against Tenshin Nasakawa. So he's willing to fight anybody. <clears throat> Love Kyoji Horiguchi. Juan Archuleta flattened Eduardo Dantes. Man, I had Dantes as one of my I got five on it picks. Boy, was I wrong. Dantes is out of his depth now. He's done near the top of this, top of this division. Done. Former, he was like two fights removed from a championship fight. But Dantes had to be thrilled to see Horiguchi win because that meant if he won this, maybe he's back in the conversation. No, he's not. Dantes couldn't get anything going consistently. Archuleta takes round one, was way more effective. Then Archuleta sent Dantes's mouthpiece flying, dodged a wild spinning punch. Then Archuleta just flattened Dantes. We need to go ahead, put Archuleta in this big featherweight Grand Prix tournament and put him on the title side of the bracket. Don't go ahead and, and put him in the uh, on the other side where he's got to get to the finals to get a title shot. No, no, no. He deserves to be on the championship side of that bracket. Somebody said Lindsey Van Zandt uh, upset. Reina, uh, yeah, you could say that. You could say that. You know, Reina's a big star in, in Japan, but, I mean, did a lot of people think it was upset? Sure, but, I mean, Reina had went two and two in her last four, so, I mean, I don't think that anybody beating her was necessarily a big upset. But Bellator's got to like that, and I like that Ryzen was willing to send her over. Man, I really dig that. I I, I love the, the Bellator uh, rise in connection. I hope it continues, and I hope we see it more frequently because uh, it's it's good, man. It makes it makes each of these shows a little bit more interesting. So I'm, I'm here for it. I don't think it's that big of an upset, though. Patrick Mix just strangles Ricky Bendeas immediately, grabs a rear naked choke, taps him out. He's immediately in the mix. 
Bandeas has now lost back-to-back fights after knocking out James Gallagher. That is not the follow-up that you want if you're Ricky Bandeas. Not it. Dylan Danis tapped out the enhancement talent, Max Humphrey. Danis brings the fight to the ground, and it was very clear that he wanted to uh, <laughs> that he was uh, that he wanted the TKO instead of the submission. He wasn't even going for submissions early on, but uh, Humphrey wouldn't give up. He couldn't get stopped. That that was it. But the face down armbar. Uh, that did it in. What, what do you want me to break down about this? It was Dylan Danis, an inexperienced MMA fighter, a very good jiu-jitsu player, facing a guy who just isn't great. This was a this was a highlight fight. There's a pose that says Danis needs to pick a division and stick there. This was a catch weight at 175. I would argue there should be a 175-pound division. And if I were Bellator, I would spearhead that. I would spearhead the 165-175 movement, and it, it differentiates yourself just a little bit more. That's what I would do if I were Bellator. You don't have to follow the UFC's method. You can go ahead and uh, make this 175-pound division. Why not? I mean, Dylan Dennis, I don't think, is going to be a big star in it by, by any stretch of the imagination. And, and to that degree, I do agree with you, uh, Joseph, about him needing to pick a division because what did what do these fights mean? Nothing. They're getting him reps. That's it. They're getting him reps. Leoto Machida retired Chael Sonnen round two. Boy, this was much better than I expected it to be. And what fight does this mean? Or what does this... <laughs> what... Does this fight mean? Uh, Machida might get a title shot if he wins because he's Machida, but Vadim Nemkov is up there. When is Ryan Bader going to defend this championship? Uh, I don't know, but when you look at this fight, I the funny... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The thing is, I thought Chael Sonnen looked a lot better in this fight than he has at, at many other times. He closed the distance on Machida maybe quicker than anybody else ever has. That's impressive, despite Machida's age. Despite the age, I thought that was pretty impressive. And... uh Sonnen hit a pretty smooth trip takedown that he couldn't do anything with, but Machida blasted Sonnen with that flying knee. And the thing is, when Machida has 
the, the action pressed. Boy, is he an exciting fighter. And John McCarthy said after this, oh, you've returned to this elusive karate fighter. And I'm thinking, huh, homeboy? I mean, I, I adore John McCarthy's analysis and, and respect him. But I'm like, what? No, he hit Chael Sonnen with some big, filthy, nasty knees as Sonnen got a little too aggressive doing what Sonnen was going to have to do to win that fight. Sonnen did everything that he could to win that fight and stay aggressive. Not only that, after that first knee, Chael Sonnen took a back bump. Took a back bump. Thought he was done. No, he stuck through it. That was more grit that I've seen out of Chael Sonnen than ever before. And I get the feeling it's because he knew he was going to retire. We saw Sonnen hit with a couple of nasty body kicks. And then Machida quickly dropped Sonnen with another knee. Ground and pound followed it. That's it. Machida put over Sonnen big time. This was the most fun Machida fight, most fun Sonnen fight that I've seen in a long time. Hell of a way for Sonnen to go out. He went out on his shield. Probably knew that he was going to go out. He said that he had a five-fight contract and he was wrapping it up. But, um, yeah, this was, you know, I, I got, I do have a little bit of a soft spot for Chael Sonnen. I mentioned this in the, the video that we posted, but he was our first interview for Fightful MMA. It was a favor to Showdown Joe. And, you know, our MMA section is growing. We admittedly got to do a couple clickbaity things on the YouTube. My apologies. But it's harder to break into MMA than it is pro wrestling. You can't just break MMA news. It's harder to develop consistent sources in that regard, or at least I've found it is. And Chael Sonnen was willing to talk to us on the record, was my first guest on Wikipedia Fact Check. As far as Leonardo Machida, he could get a title shot, man. That's the thing. He very well could. When when you look at him, he's got a win, a knockout win over Ryan Bader seven years ago. Bader hasn't defended that light heavyweight title since 2017. I think he's got to do that soon. <laughs> Corey Cropper's in the live chat. <laughs> he said, Chael Sonnen also caused you to drop kick a fan. Now, when I read that, I was like, what the hell is he talking about? I thought he meant a human. I'll tell you guys a little story. Before I was in the media I uh heavily bet to my fight team and uh compadres that Chael Sonnen would lose to Anderson Silva needless to say um I wasn't happy with how that fight was first fight was going then I walked out of an Applebee's only to get a phone call that Anderson Silva won so everybody collected at my house I'm talking 15 20 people deep for Sun and Silva too. When Silva won that fight, I stood on top of a couch and I missile drop kicked. I'm talking front drop kick, the kind you'll hear me bitch about on my my wrestling reviews. A box fan across the room. It crumbled, my friends, just obliterated pieces of that cheap plastic flying everywhere. And this is out of excitement, out of joy. I destroyed this box fan. If I did that in a pro wrestling match and I watched it back, I'd say, man, that move looks like it hurts me a lot more than it hurts the fan. But I don't care. It was one of the great all-time missile drop kicks thrown in the history of Ewing, Kentucky. That I can guarantee you. That box fan never operated again. 
sometimes you got to express that joy. I got to stay a little bit more subdued. <laughs> I want to know what your your memories of Chael Sonnen are, guys. I mean, to me, I feel bad because he was robbed of that that championship against Paulo Filo. That was his. And I know there are a lot of guys that are. I don't want to say guys, people that weren't watching MMA back then, man, there was a real conversation of is Paulo Filo the best fighter in the world back then. He was a scary guy for probably a lot of reasons, but Paulo Filo was a wrecking machine. And uh, he was 16 and 0 and he had just ran through pride and was submitting everybody. Like I remember he submitted Sue Levin in a round, submitted Sakurai in a round. Uh, Rio Chonin and around Masaki and around. Then he went over to WEC. He he tapped out uh, Sun and he, he I think he beat Joe Dirksen too. But I mean I, I remember like seeing his old fights, but like with Yuki Kondo and Ikushi Minowa, they weren't quite as as dominant in that regard. But you know there were a lot of people that were like, man, is he better than Anderson Silva? Is he better than Rich Franklin? And Chael Sonnen beat him. Chael Sonnen beat him right, I mean, not right after, but after being tapped out. And then Paulo Filo went back and reeled off like four or five straight wins, I think, including ones at light heavyweight and heavyweight. So for a decade, Chael Sonnen was the only person to beat that man. Just, man. And uh, he should have got that. I mean, Filo didn't mail him the title, but... Chael Sonnen should have been champion. Yeah. But then again, what what he was taken away from, I mean, you got to wonder what he took away from other people. That fight with Bisping. I don't want to speculate, but Lord knows what Chael Sonnen was on then. Who knows what he was on then? And he beat Bisping, and Bisping didn't get his title shot, and Chael Sonnen did. Man. But hey, good for Lyoto Machida. That's that's the type of win a Lyoto Machida needs to put him in the conversation of, hey, should he get that title shot over Vadim Demkov considering he's the big name, considering that he's beaten Ryan Bader before? Now, hear me out on Vadim Demkov as I pull up his uh, tapology because I admittedly am not too hip on the, the latest Vadim Demkov news. Uh, he is 3-0 in Bellator. He won a fight in Ryzen right before that. Uh, but the fight against Phil Davis, hardly the type of fight that you look at and say, give that man a shittle tot. Not quite it. So uh, if I were Bellator and my back was against the wall, I'm booking that Machida Bader fight and, and hoping, hoping that you can get this type of Leota Machida and get the type of Ryan Bader that we've seen over the last year or so, because hey, Machida's two and zero. He's won four straight. Technically, let's rock it. Rory McDonald outlasted Neiman Gracie, defended his welterweight championship, moves on to the finals. He will face Douglas Lima in a rematch of their 2018 fight. Uh, you, you had to wonder what Roy's mindset was like. You had to wor- worry about the turnaround. He looked good. He dominated the fight until the fifth round. Gracie couldn't get anything going. He, he went for a leg lock, isn't able to make it work. Rory's reach played a big role here. 
Very precise. He was landing strikes. Otherwise, this is Rory doing what he usually does, winning the fight but not doing anything that makes you say, damn, I can't wait to see Rory fight again. He had some nice scrambles. So did so did Gracie, though. And McDonald was able to stave off some of those takedown attempts. Uh, Gracie did spend the fifth round on top. I thought he had a real chance of locking in that arm triangle. But um, I, I agree with Joseph Boza. He says, I think Rory was in this fight. I do too. Uh, despite the what I would call an uninspired performance, I don't think it was one in which McDonald was out of the fight and mentally wasn't there and was blaming Jesus on his lack of violence. I think he was there. I think he was in the fight. It just, he was, he's not an exciting fighter these days. That, that's how I feel. So McDonald won his first fight in a year and a half. His first fight since Douglas Lima. In that time, we've seen Rory McDonald lose to Gegard Musashi, who is admitted, admittedly a top light heavyweight in addition to the best middleweight. He was, I think, uh, probably given a decision that belonged to John Fitch, but drew with him, and then had just an eh win over Neiman Gracie. Okay. Meanwhile, Douglas Lima, Douglas Lima went out and slaughtered Andre Koreshkov, tapped him out, put the pain on Michael Page. Douglas Lima's trajectory, man, you got it. You, he's he's had a lot of reps with Rory. He's had five full rounds. I don't know if I'm leaning Douglas Lima, but the trajectory of the two has me leaning that way right now. Hey, that's Bellator 222. Bellator's got an, another okay card coming up soon. Um, I'm going to try to pull it up without looking like a dope. Also, I want to thank Joe Holbert for covering this show. The man's over in the UK, and he's still um, up covering these shows, and Jeremy Lambert helping me out. But Bellator London has Musashi versus Lovato Jr. Musashi defending that, that uh, middleweight title. So here's the thing. I know that I mentioned I mentioned uh, Lyoto Machida and Vanim Nenkov as potential light heavyweight title challengers, but to be honest with you, you got a guy in Gegard Musashi who has a claim to that as well. I know he hasn't fought a, at light heavyweight in a little while, but if the guy wanted to, he could easily. Easily if he wanted to. He's beaten a lot of guys that competed at light heavyweight and are going to compete at light heavyweight. And he's a former dream light heavyweight champion, a former strike force light heavyweight champion. He could step right up and slide into that. But this is a pretty decent show. You have Musashi and Lovato, Paul Daly and Eric Silva, James Gallagher in action. Eh. Uh, Melvin Manhoof in action. Uh, they got Charlie Ward in the cage. Uh, Kate Jackson fighting uh, Lena on the prelims, which surprising to me. Uh, they also have Denise Kielholtz that somebody uh, at least probably put on an interesting fight. She lost to Veda Ortega her last go around. But an okay show, not one that I, I would recommend skipping. Don't know if we're going to – I think we'll probably group that post-show together. But uh, Wow. Yeah, next weekend, Pauly versus Artem Lobov. 
my God, if there's enough demand, maybe we'll do a show. I don't know, guys. I don't know. Leave a thumbs up on this, guys. Thank you all so much. Please hit that subscribe button and let people know about us. Share us on your social media. That goes a long way. Thank you, guys. We're out. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.